It's Monday, August 23rd. We're in the final hour of Lori and Julia, our favorite segment of the week. One of my personal favorites. Sex Monday's coming up in just a few more days till you can hang out with the two down at the fair. Oh, thanks, Grant, so much. Okay, well, we've got some Hollywood news to get to that I think is kind of interesting. So Nicole Kidman is covering covering Marie Claire Australia. We Looking it. like a million bucks. Oh, my gosh, she looks so beautiful. She's... Uh, she in the interview. Um, actually, this interview is from I think. Um, yeah, this is from that interview. Okay, so she said that the um, ages execs in Hollywood basically after she had uh, her daughter at forty one. Yes, they were like um, when she did her daughter Sunday in two thousand eight. She was forty one. She was basically said, you know. By everyone, there's not going to be roles for you. You know, right. the things are going to just dry up. And she said, so that's when she set up her own production company. She said, giving birth was like the end of the chapter for me. I thought, oh, well, this is where I go now. And that was 13 years ago. And, um, but it was her mom who just said, no, you're an artist. You have to fight for this and yes. don't believe any of this stuff. So her mom talked her out of quitting Hollywood. And, um, so, and of course, she has, I mean, a very rich career. And I mean, and she hasn't stopped working. No, she... I mean, she does more than... She takes than... all kinds of roles. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this was uh, from the the Mail on Sunday's You magazine, but she said, yeah, it just, they just dried up. And her film company or production company is called Blossom Films. Yeah, it was established in 2010. Yeah, so just a couple years after she uh, gave birth to her, but it was her mom who talked her into it. Mm -hmm. And then um, Lucille Ball, do do we call her Junior? Lucille Ball Junior? Isn't that funny? Lucy Arnaz. I guess she's Lucy Lucy Arnaz. Arnaz. Okay, we'll call her Lucy Arnaz. But I kind of like that, Lori. Lucy Ball Jr. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lucy Arnaz talking about Nicole Kidman. Uh, she gave an interview um, with the Palm Springs newspaper, the okay. Palm Springs Life. I love it, and maybe it's a magazine. One does. Mm-hmm. But talking about Aaron Sorkin's biopic, being the Ricardos, right. which follows Lucy and her husband Desi, played by Javier Bardem, during one week of production on I Love Lucy, mm-hmm. and she said. First of all, she said she was on the set for two days, Lucy Arnaz. She mm-hmm. said it was extremely classy and first rate. And of course. And the cast were really great performers, and specifically Kidman. She said Nicole did a spectacular job. The two days that I watched, though, were both little flashbacks. So she was playing Lucy in the late 30s and mid 40s. She wasn't Lucy of Lucy Ricardo fame yet. So it was a bit different. And I know she meant it to be so it could feel different, but boy, what she did was astounding. Absolutely astounding. But she told Palm Springs Life she wish Alan Sorkin hadn't included some stuff in the movie. Right. She said, I couldn't get my way and have certain scenes taken out. They weren't accurate. And I thought they shouldn't be. And that shouldn't be in her. This never happened. That's not true. She didn't say what. She said, and it's not just theatrical license. It just wasn't true. And the day they shot the scene, the sprinklers went off on the set and destroyed the whole set. So there you go. Maybe that was my mom. Funny. Well, I thought when I read this that she said that um, they didn't happen at the same time period, but they did in fact happen. No, no, no. This. Oh, 
All no, right. I, so I, look at how my dyslexia. I liked my my version was so sweet. Yeah. No. No. I thought no. This the this mm-hmm. these things didn't happen. It just wasn't true. And the day that they shot it, the sprinklers went off. So that is, and the set was destroyed. Yeah. Nothing small. But think of what Nicole could make because she's in Hong Kong now filming. Which they got very mad at very her. Very mad at her because she didn't do the quarantine. quarantining. They made an exception for her. And that um, we know her as Masha in Masha. Nine, Masha. 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 Not Marsha. Like no, you. Masha. Masha. Ma- Masha. Masha. But okay. she yeah, looks, she... I know it, in Nine um, Perfect Strangers, yeah. which the, I watched all three of them now. I love that show. Yeah. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so much better than The White Lotus. Yeah. It's not even comparable. It's so much better. Melissa Masha. McCarthy is everything She's in it. She's the Nicole, bomb. And, and Nicole is scary. Yes, and the Bobby Cannavale is so fun. Yeah, he's so I good. mean, but there's poignant moments in that. Yeah. I really like that show. Yeah. Well, Nicole Kidman had an interview in June when she Chris Rock was interviewing her for Variety. And she said, I had to put an enormous amount of time into Lucille Ball because she has a very particular way of speaking. Right. And I wanted to get that right. And um, she said, I I like to be funny. I'm never cast as funny. So she was kind of reveling. She said she's hopefully funny. She said the strange thing, strange thing about the movie is everyone thinks we're remaking the I Love Lucy show. And it's so not that. It's about Lucy and Desi. And their relationship and their marriage. It's very deep, actually. And, of course, J.K. Simmons is playing, you know. Ed. What? No. Ed, the neighbor. Yeah, what are their yeah, names? Yeah, Ed Vivian and Vivian and... Ed. Isn't it Ed? Yeah. Frank or Ed? What is their name? Come I think on, it's help Ed. Us. No, it isn't Ed. Well, what the hell are the what neighbors? The hell? Someone call us. Yeah. What, what are, are the, the neighbors' What name? are the Ricardo's Luce... name? Vivian and... Vivian... Vivian Vance was her name. Ethel and Fred. Ethel, Ethel and Fred. There you go. J.K. Simmons is, is I like playing Fred. Yeah, okay. I know it wasn't Ed. Just pick an old school name. Yeah. Anyway, no official premiere date or anything. Well, but you think of how many things she is working on on an annual oh basis. She's always working. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. But I, good for her. I mean, that's kind of what, you know... Um, Renee um, Reese Witherspoon, she wanted to get some she of her own that, projects. Yeah. She's done that. Um, I Kelly, wish Kelly Renee Zellweger had started her own production well, company. We're going to talk she about her acting. Well, she's in love with Ant right now, and that is premiering, I think, tonight. I think it is. I saw a clip and of Discovery that. Is it Plus. a car show? It's the car show where she fell in love with this Ant guy. Mm-hmm. And what it is, it's called, I'm finding it somewhere mm-hmm. right here in front of me. It's called um, Celebrity IOU Joyride. And it's a pay-it-forward um, renovation series with a car crazy twist. Master mechanic, Ant Anstead, and his car guru, Christy Lee, helps celebrities perform magic on wheels to surprise special people in their lives. And this is the opener, and it's Renee Zellweger, does double duty to give two cars to brothers Jerome and Gerald, who impressed her as 24-hour caregivers to the actress's friend and publicist, Nancy Ryder during her four-year battle with ALS. Oh. So I think this will be really poignant, but it's on Discovery Plus, and I haven't bought that one yet. Neither have I, Julia. That's on tonight. Yeah. I saw a clip, like, on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. and um The Property Brothers started this show. Yes. So they're involved with it, so it's kind of got their little They're seal. getting into production, too. Yeah, they are. We're next. We're going to produce your new show, Grantee. 
It's going to be called Grant T. Grant T. The, the Grant T. <laughs> Lori's just shaking and her head over there. I can't stand. I know it. Grant T. It's I know. so horrible. It's Grant T. What I know. Do? What's your middle name? Do you have a good middle name or anything? Russell is my middle oh, no. name. No. Can't go anywhere you, with that. You no. don't like Russell? GR. Uh-huh. Where you got your GR? Well, my, my, I'm a junior. A lot of people call me junior. They call me JR. No, we're not going to. going to call you Grant. There we go. All right. And Julia's going to slip and call you Grant, and it's going to make me cringe every and single I love time. It. And I love your reaction, though, and I <laughs> yeah. kind of am living for Are it. Are you? Yes. We might oh. have to make a t-shirt. It's just me and Julia, and it says Grant D on it. That's it. Oh, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's not, not Grant I hate to burst anybody's bubble. I know. Okay. Oh. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is going to do an HBO show, and he's going to get $2, two million per episode. Listen, this man already made $300 million on Iron Man. He's He's... Gets the buck. It's it's an interesting concept. It's called the sympathizer. Focuses on a half French, half Vietnamese communist spy during the war and his subsequent exile in the United States. Uh, they've got a good director in place. The guy that did well, I don't know if you call him good. Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Did you like that show? It's a very wild movie. Yeah. It's a Korean director, I think. And he did Old Boy too. We'd yeah. have to ask Chris Hewitt, yeah. but I think he's going to play all these roles. He's going to play multiple roles. Oh, he is. Yeah, I think. So he's getting paid for everyone's acting job. That's an eye-watering number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we're having one actor. We're paying right. him $2 million. He's going to wear all these Do different all this, hats. Yeah, right. Hello. Hello. Goodbye. Uh, John Travolta was on um, Heart to Heart with comedian Kevin Hart on yes. his once-a-week show. Uh-huh. And he, boy, I didn't realize he... he uh, I guess every actor has these stories, but he said um, the lead role in Splash was originally written for him. Instead of Tom Hanks? Mm-hmm. Stop. Yeah. I kind of love these, what he, they didn't sign on to do. Well, he said it was written for me, and uh, but for, he didn't say why, and then, or at least I don't have it in this story. And um, he said, um, he also talked about um, that he was up for the part in... Um, you know, he said it was really back in the early 80s. It was Richard Gere, mm-hmm. John Travolta, Treat Williams, Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. Denzel Washington, because it would be yep. four or five more years yep. before Tom Cruise came came around. But um, he said those were those we, we were always competing sure. against each other. And uh, he was also screen tested for Carrie and Days of Heaven. But he wanted to do the boy in the plastic bubble. With his love, Diane, who died. Mm-hmm. That older woman he was dating. Yeah. Diane something. Yeah. The blondie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was her Diane. name? Diane. Diane, yeah. Oh. I can't even remember. I'm going to find so long it. ago. But like, so I can't see John Travolta as American Gigolo in the Richard Gere part. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, if you think about, okay. He was so beautiful in the... Diana Highland. Yeah, Diana Highland. Yeah, she died. She had some type of cancer and he was in love with her. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was 20 years old. Robert Reed was in that. The boy in the plastic yeah. bubble. As Good in Mr. Brady. Mr. Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, listen, we come back. We've got Holly in the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello, Holly. Hi, Holly. Hi, good afternoon. I was almost going to say good morning, but that's not quite it. it. Now, I know that Grant mentioned this in the 5 o'clock Dirt Alert update, 
But how corny can you get Ben Affleck browsing engagement rings in mm-hmm. front of the window at Tiffany's mm-hmm. at the mall? Pretty corny. Pretty yeah, corny. Pretty corny, but I loved it. I kind of do, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Ben Affleck was uh, at the Century City Mall in Los Angeles. He was with his mom and his son. And then he decided to stop in front of the display at Tiffany and Company. Man, mm-hmm. Tiffany and Company is having a banner day between they are. Ben Affleck browsing for engagement rings and Beyonce and Jay Z. I kicking love off. that photo. Isn't it? It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yes. Uh-huh. So, so their campaign and their being Jay Z and Beyonce, that's going to be kicking off in Harper's Bazaar UK. At the beginning of September, then we're going to get a whole video mid-month of the two of them starring in this campaign for Tiffany and Company. It, mm-hmm. It's beautiful, and Tiffany owns that Basquiat. And we were Julia and I were laughing at all the people who were mad. Oh, I just—they're like Basquiat wouldn't have wanted that. And I'm like, how do you know he died of a heroin overdose when he was twenty-seven? Well, yes, thank you very yes. much. It's a it's a priceless piece of art. Well, not priceless. I'm sure it's worth millions and millions yeah. of dollars. And they look fabulous posing in front of it. And uh, Beyonce is wearing a 128.54 mm-hmm. carat yellow gem that has only been worn by four people. people. Wow. One of them being Audrey Hepburn. She wore it in a publicity shoot for Breakfast at Tiffany's. I mean, it's incredible. It so, is. Oh, just, mm-hmm. just lovely. If you want to look at that, it's on the Lori and Julia show links at mytalk1071.com. Uh, there's some drama afoot in Italy between Sting and an Italian Duke. Okay, tell us. I, this sounds interesting. Too. Well, you know, we're going to paraphrase because there's a lot going on here. But Sting is claiming that he and his wife, Trudy Styler, got stung, haha, when they were allegedly tricked into buying a vineyard in Tuscany back in the 90s. Oh. After the owner, who has the title Duke Simone Vinenzo Veluti Zati de San Clemente. Oh, him. Yeah. yeah. Gave, Is he single? <laughs> well, that I can't confirm or deny. But he apparently gave Trudy and Sting a glass of wine, and the wine was so delicious back in the day that Trudy and Sting decided to buy the vineyard immediately. But oh, they, yeah, That's hysterical. Exactly. Like impulse buying. Yeah. Impulse buying is buying lipstick at Target. Right. Not a, Not vineyard, a vineyard in because, right. right. So the wine was so delicious that they bought the place immediately. But it was later discovered the wine wasn't a Chianti from the estate but was instead from another region in Italy. Okay, but they're finding but that's this out 1992, 30 years, right. years later. What They are really slow on the wine right. update. Yeah. Did they just go back there to, to visit <laughs> one of their properties? Exactly. So Sting is talking to a magazine in Italy, and he said, of the Duke asked me if I wanted to taste the wine produced by the estate. I said, yes, it was excellent, and that convinced me to buy the vineyard. Sting adds, when we served the wine from the estate to our guests, I saw that someone was emptying their glass into a flower bed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it was then that we decided to avenge ourselves and to show that it was possible to produce excellent wine from the vineyard. And our whole Tuscan adventure had been really a way of getting our own back so they opened a wine bar and a pizza restaurant on the property but apparently the family of the late duke is calling stings claims sour grapes that this wine oh, was, that the duke <laughs> served him fake wine so the duke's son who is named simone san clemente jr issued a, a rebuttal and it was published by the same magazine i mean he is really mad accusing sting of false poisonous slander Ooh. And uh, Simone de San Clemente is alleged to have used a tavern trick 
to pass off wine produced on his farm. So he is the Duke's son is is clapping back, as we like to say here okay. in the United States. But it seems like such a weird story for Sting it to does. even tell. It does. You know, yeah. humble brag about yeah. your vineyard. Oh, it was so good. We had a glass and we bought it. I mean, talk about. Right. Talk about, whoa. Well, what's funny is that, you know, so the family wants an apology from Sting. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, the late Duke's friends are really just clutching their pearls because they say that Sting has commercialized this estate, and it's deplorable. Oh, my oh, please. Really? I, I got time for nobody in I this story. <laughs> it's, it, the headline was better than the story. Yeah, really. Well, there you go. So Thanks, that, Holly. Yeah, you're welcome. We set you up with that one. <laughs> well, yes, you did. We so, did. And, we, and I delivered. So, Thank you. Let's talk about Elizabeth Olsen. She's voiced support for Scarlett Johansson amid Johansson's ongoing lawsuit against Disney. Now, this is key because Elizabeth Olsen is also a uh, part of the, WandaVision, right? She's a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She told, uh, she said, I think she's so tough. And literally, when I read that, I was like, good for you, Scarlett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, Disney, don't they want that to go to binding arbitration or something? I, you know, I would think so. I, I mean, they do not want that to go to court. Not, no, no, but they should have been ashamed of themselves for their tired tactic they used with trying to gender shame her and bullying her by disclosing her money. I mean, that was one of the nastiest statements I've ever seen the mouse put out. It was pretty bad. Well, yeah, and it was shaming Scarlett shaming yes, her. for daring her. To try to get what was promised her in her, her contract. contract, you know, and Elizabeth yeah. Olsen says when it comes to actors and their earnings, I mean, it's just it's all contracts. That's she said. Right. So it's either in the contract or it's not. Right. Now, Elizabeth Olsen was sitting down doing this interview with Vanity Fair alongside Jason Sudeikis. And Jason Sudeikis added that Scarlett Johansson's fight against Disney is appropriately bad bleep and on brand. Mm-hmm. And he said, I just hope that with that still comes creative autonomy and we don't lose sight of that. Yeah. So, you know, he hopes that, you know, actors can continue to act and they're not, you know, controlled by these contracts to the extent where they can't do anything anymore. Right. So we'll see. Uh, I don't think that anybody in this room watched Reminiscent starring Hugh Jackman. Bueller? No. no. Bueller? He, is that, was that a movie that came out? It was a movie that came out. Uh, was bring... it recent? Yes. Uh, I didn't even see any he publicity for it. I. That's because apparently this movie stinks. Oh. Now, right. this was one oh, poor Hugh. that was released in 3,000 theaters across North America okay, this past weekend. Leg Day that's only got than... 24 theaters. The Sean Penn. Right. So this was a big old release on Hugh Jackman's part. Reminiscent. It is streaming on HBO Max right now for the next month because it's one of those same day releases. This movie only made barely two million dollars. Whoa, that's a bomb. Yeah. One of the worst starts in history for a nationwide release. And how I saw Hugh Jackman do push ups on Good Morning America. I mean, he was nowhere promoting this movie. There was no promo for this movie. Sean Penn was more places he was, he with was his daughter, push-ups. and there were only 24 theaters that Flag Day was released in. Oh, bless Hugh Jackman's heart. He was trying to do a Jack Palance on the morning show. Yeah, but they didn't, I don't, they didn't talk about a movie. Yeah, well. Okay, that's funny. They might have talked about his latest scare with melanoma, melanoma. on his nose yes. and the music man on Broadway. Right. 
Well, Reminiscence, so here's what it's about. It centers on the character played by Hugh Jackman, and he plays a private investigator who runs a business that allows people to access lost memories. And then he's thrown for a loop when he discovers a violent conspiracy while trying to solve the mystery behind a missing client. See, this sounds like like a million shows you can watch on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Rebecca. Yep. Oh, go ahead. Was Rebecca Hall in this one? No, Rebecca Ferguson is in this. Tandy Newton's in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, people are saying that it's not incompetent. (laughs) That's the review. It's not not incompetent. incompetent. We'll skip it. Yeah, I I think that a lot of people obviously skipped out Reminiscent, but you can stream it on HBO Max if you're curious. I I saw Respect this weekend. And? At Grammy. It's so good. It's so, so, so good. Jennifer becomes Aretha, and the little girl is just wonderful. Oh, fabulous. Really, really good. The Aretha Franklin biopic. Did Casey go with you? No, he didn't go. I went with the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, so there are good movies to see on the movie And and Flag Day, we looked it up. It's playing at the Lagoon. Oh, so it's... that book is based on a memoir, The Gals From Here. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, And breaking news, well, not breaking news, but the news this afternoon is that Mayim Bialik is going to fill in as host of Jeopardy in the wake of Mike Richardson's exit. Now, she's going to film three weeks worth of episodes. Yeah. And then they're going to start doing the fill-in hosts I have Jeopardy fatigue. I don't want to hear about that show, the guest host. I'm so, so sick of Jeopardy. I really Mm got to say, I've got Jeopardy fatigue. It's official. All right, thanks for proclaiming it right here. For everybody. I'm proclaiming it for everybody. You can't tell me you don't have Jeopardy fatigue. Well, they tried to hype it so much Much. that it was like, no, this is a quiet show that just airs every weeknight, and you know it's there if you want it. Right. Now we know too much. Right. Now we know too much. All All right. right. What's happening on the road? I thought I would uh, call out all the things that people believe about manhood that are false on behalf of men everywhere. Thank you. We'll see. See how eye-opening this is, okay? And this is actually thanks to uh, BuzzFeed. Men on the internet were asked to call out the most misconceptions the world has about being a dude. Okay. And, of course, (laughs) many of them have to do with sex and the big D. All right, Kyle. We're ready. Here we go. So, um, no, the no... Here's the top voted responses, Okay. okay? Having... That having a boner means we're horny. That's true, because it can sometimes just be a physiological uh, erection that's coming from the middle of the night, a dream, accidentally, whatever. Yep. Okay. I agree. But so a lot of don't always mean sex. It, yeah, it doesn't mean the horny horn. Um, There's the old term NRB, a no reason boner. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. I have never it's heard. A just, I, I called it, it that JB, it's the old term that we've never heard of before. I always called it the JBB. Just the just because, because boner. <laughs> well, no, reason, no good reason. The JBB. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. The RGB. Okay. Uh, here's another one men want uh, women to know. That okay. men think about sex every six seconds. Think about the sheer logistics of it. No. Ten no. times a minute, 600 times an hour. 900, 9,600 times a waking day. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. no. Okay. But that used to be out for a long time. Oh, very much so. Yeah, that is. Okay. Um, contrary to common belief, guys can urinate through an erection. It's simply more difficult. A lot more, more difficult. A lot more difficult. A lot more difficult. There's but, a little bit of uh, there's an aim issue when it comes to that. But yes. it can happen. Yes, it, it can. can. Yes. It can. 
Um, a surprising amount of women have grown up believing the foreskin is an abnormality and inherently filthy. American women. Yes. Mm-hmm. People that have never, never seen, seen the turtleneck. Cer- yes. Very shocked. <laughs> yes. Isn't it? Doesn't it give more uh, sensitivity as well when you have that? I've heard. Uh, well, know, I don't know. I've, I've never had a penis, penis that's true. and a foreskin. I've never had a penis. I don't know. That's true. I can only speak to my experience with a <laughs> and man how and a penis the man and a foreskin. Who has the foreskin know he's getting more heightened sensitivity right. than a man without? It's just what you know. It's right. the wiener you know. There you and go. it probably matches your dad's. There you go. Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> okay. Um, guys want women to know that men don't have body issues. Uh, they do. All guys. Maybe some guy, I'm not tall enough, I'm not, I, I hate my body hair, whatever it is. Guys yep. also have body issues. 100%. Um, guys want uh, women to know that height and feet size do not correspond with D size. Um, everything is a mixed bag. But I think, you know, women will beg to differ. <laughs> you no, know? Comment. Okay. no comment. No comment. Yeah. But anyway, but people can be pleasantly surprised oh, one, in many ways. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, here's another one um, that guys want women to know that we get erections on purpose. 90% of the time, we don't mean to. It goes back with Matt first one right. that yep. all erections are boners for or mean you're horny. Got, got it. Um, female friends oftentimes think that peen is easier for men. Let me introduce you to the split stream. Shoots twice as much. One Amy Nat Narnia, right. the other one right. toward Neverland. <laughs> That's hysterical. That's hysterical. Okay. Also, guys would like women to know that they don't all like sports. Yeah. Um, and. Um, also, we don't enjoy sexual harassment either. I can't believe how many times I've seen women ex- exhibit the same exact behavior they tell us is unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Um, Who are they talking about there, Lorraine? Huh? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. That mm-hmm. uh, Also, that I've had women try things with me during sex when I said, don't do that. I don't like it. Only to have her respond. What do you mean? All guys like this. Oh, not one. There's not one size fits all. Yeah. No. Uh, here's another guy that we only like big boobs. It's not true. There's Mm-mm. plenty of us that don't are fine like with any size. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, last one that I thought was funny. Uh, guys would like women to know that we have our le- that we have our legs spread apart to show dominance or something. Listen, if it's you comfort. had if you had your entire mm-hmm. reproductive system hanging outside of your body in a sack of skin between your legs, would you yeah. like that to be squished by smashing your legs together? No. no. That is so true. That is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's going on down there? The sack. The, yeah. the underwear. The, yeah, the sack's underwear. It, mm-hmm. it it separates it from the rest of the body. It's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Now here is another bleak dating trend. I have to tell you all. Oh, about. this is so exciting. Well, so you're going to cheer people up today. Well, it's called roaching, and the thing about cockroaches, if you were to find a cockroach <laughs> in your home, there are likely to be more. Right? Yes, there are. It's an unsettling tidbit yes, about it cockroaches. Is. Well. It's the inspiration for the catchy new name for a dating trend that's been around for ages. We've just given it this name. Roaching describes the act of secretly dating and sleeping with multiple people. Have you found yourself roached lately? Well, isn't that like just cheating? Well, but you're not telling. Your oh. roaching is the secrecy. Being sneaky. Oh, okay. You're like a roach. You're you can hide. Cheating, you usually don't tell either, do right, you? Right, but 
Cheating very often people associate with marriage, mm-hmm. committed relationships. Okay, yeah. so this is just so this just, is this is just being a man or a woman whore. Yeah, the gross bit of roaching is the secrecy. A roacher won't be open about what they're up to. They will leave you feeling a bit like an idiot when you realize you're not the only person they've been romancing. So, what are some signs that you're being roached? Oh dear, I'll tell you. These are signs. That the person you're dating is seeing other people behind your back. Maybe you've had a different conversation and you just think it's the two of you. Sure. Okay. They pull random disappearing acts where they won't, you can't get in contact with them for hours, days, and then they pop back into your life like nothing happened. Okay. They'll cancel plans with very lame excuses. Okay. They're hardly ever available. They post photos of nights out that you have no idea about. <laughs> How okay. stupid is that? They don't put in any effort to make a plan with you. Okay. You make all the plans. They'll half commit to a date, but won't really confirm or cancel to the last minute. Uh, they don't want to talk about exclusivity in a relationship. Okay. And they keep you at an arm's length. And they also usually roachers are guilty of stashing. And stashing is, is when they haven't introduced you to anyone in their life. Got it. It's like you're stashed. You're, on hidden. A, you're the hidden closet. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and of course, because most people aren't comfortable telling lies, at least when you see someone in person, you could get a sense if they're lying. Sure. The thing is, we do a lot of our arrangements over I'm texting. texting. Right. So you're missing you the missing? roaching sure. context. Oh, look at this. I know this it. new word, roaching. Roaching. And also another roaching uh, thing, and I guess, you know, this could just be anyone cheating, but over-explaining is just as much of a giveaway is stumbling over words or speaking quickly. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to create a smoke screen by giving you a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yep, you know? it. And so, and of course, I'm not talking roaching Early stage dating is not what we're talking about. Because mm-hmm. early stage dating, you're both free agents. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to use a metaphor. I love it. You're both free agents. You're free agents. <laughs> you are, though. Yeah. In the in the early stage of mm-hmm. dating, you really are. And that's one of the things that keeps it exciting. Because if you're like thinking, hey, if you really like me, you need to lock it down. Well, you know, don't be shy about letting that person know you're seeing other people. Right. Okay. Just all part of the thing. So anyway, I'm not going to get into the exclusivity chat or anything like that. But I just wanted to know if you've ever heard, Julia, of this dating term. And I can't use the word that they use for it. I'll call it dong fishing. No. No. Or it's also known as cat bocking. No. And that is when someone sends a picture of the mighty D well, and they use photo editing software oh, or so other dumb. methods yes. to change the look. They catfish yes. their dong. Yes, exactly. That's funny. Dong fishing. That's, That's funny. awesome. That's funny. Okay, no. Uh, just a new two new dating terms All right. we've learned. Roaching, Roaching and stashing and dong fishing. Dong fishing. And uh, and we've maybe enlightened, you know, some women out there what guys wanted them to know. Yeah. I just thought I'd put on the I gadgets. think that was a good one. Well done, yes. Well mm-hmm. done. All right, listen. Um geez, next week we'll be at the fair and we get to do sex Monday in person. I might have to do sex Monday every day. I've been saving up so many great things. <laughs> have yes. you? Yes. Oh yeah. We could just do it All every right, day. Fine. I think it's what the people want. Oh, God. I do. Oh, I love it.
Grant, I love you. Oh, gosh. We'll be right back. Oh, what a beautiful night people are having for the Hella Mega Tour that's uh, happening at, at Target Field tonight. It's Green Day. Of this course, it'll be, be the fun. Fall Out Boy and Weezer. Be a great show to be at. It really would. There are tickets available. Uh, looked it up. Um, what a beautiful night for it, too. Beautiful, beautiful night. But, um, you know, COVID has crushed people's dreams again. But, um, you know, because some people are like, ah, I'm not going or whatever. But I don't know what they're doing for vaccinations at that show. Or maybe, I don't know. I mean, it's outside. If it's I was vaccinated. I haven't, yeah. heard, I haven't heard that they're requiring it yeah. at Target Field yet. Because they're still letting tons of people in for baseball games. And they're right. not requiring anything for then that. they're so. probably not. Yes. Yeah. They're yeah. probably not. But, you know, if you're vaccinated. Uh, go have know, fun. Go have fun. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, but anyway, this would be a great show to be at. Yes. Love, love yeah, me too. That song right there in particular is just yeah. one of my favorites. So, And I like Basket Case. Are you kidding me? Oh, Let's yeah. go back to Dookie. Yeah. That was their first. I have no idea what you're talking about. Grant, you got to get Basket Case because Julia does know this song. I'm sure. You'll know it here. Just give me two seconds. It's taken through a little bit of a... a yeah. Ad, yet you, it's their most popular hit. It's from their first album. Very it, first album. Dookie, All right. The Dookie album. Yeah. Put them on, uh, on the mark for sure. Let's let's give it just a couple this seconds. This was one of our favorite concerts a couple years ago. Green Day. 2015? Yeah. Is that what no, it was, no, it was 17 or 18. Okay. okay, so tonight starting on Peacock is an inspiring 10 episode. So docu-series that is called Born for Business, and it profiles four entrepreneurs with disabilities as they overcome obstacles, including the pandemic, to make a success of their small businesses. That might be an inspiring show to watch. It's mm-hmm. on Peacock tonight. Um, the other thing that's happening is the um, a surfing show. Grant, did you see anything about that? The Ultimate Surfer? Oh, the ultimate surfing competition. Is it a competition show? It's a competition. Well, no, the one I've watched, been watching is on HBO, like the ultimate wave. Right. The 100-foot wave. Yeah, 100-foot wave. I've been watching that, too. Is it good? It's really good. But this is on ABC tonight. (laughs) This one's on ABC tonight with Kelly Slater, who is the consultant and mentor. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. they have developed this technology to have the perfect wave. So it's a man-made wave. Okay. Was that what it was on the HBO one? No, this is a documentary about these big wave surfers who are trying to do I, i'm getting bored with it i'm hoping it's coming to an end i really god you're yeah, watching that much but, of these, it, but this 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 show well, it's so interesting it i is. mean this big wave surfing remember we read wave that yes. book about oh, it yes. i mean it's yes. fascinating yes it is these people the surfers who chase the world looking for these waves I remember when I lived in Hawaii back in 1985 mm-hmm. and um, during North Shore season, we had met all these people that came from the East Coast to chase the the waves, you know, on North Shore and yeah. stuff and how they were going then to South America. Right. They're, following around the world. They just follow the waves. Yeah. It's like skiers. You yeah. know, in the summer you'll go over That's here kind of to what Argentina the show and stuff on, like that. On HBO, yes, it's about this, so. this guy. And it's called... Uh, the hundred foot wave. The hundred foot wave, yes. Mm-hmm. And there's what, like four or five out right now, or three maybe. Four maybe have happened, yeah. but it's it's it you know endless summer kind of, but like a little bit more of a modern version of endless summer. You know, I would say it's a little bit different, but definitely has that vibe to it. Yeah, and then this, I don't know if this is a competition show or what that it, you're it, telling us about. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. It looks like they're like you said it's on an artificial wave, correct? Yes. 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 So they they have these things like in San Diego, right down by the beach, down in Mission Beach. There, they're not as big as this one in particular, but they have these artificial waves that they can create in these little 
it looks like a cube of water, and these guys will sit there and surf it for you know it hours, and they just stand there and body surf like or what, surf it. Is that what we're going to watch? Cruise ships? Is that what we're going to watch? It's a competition. Yes, yes, just like on cruise ships, exactly what you're thinking. Yes. Of. Yep. Yeah. And it's a competition, so that's that's what's happening there. If you're not going down to Target Center, yeah, Target Field. Did you watch Taylor Swift's TikTok? I'm kind of like uh, surprised that she wasn't on TikTok before. I am too, but I think people... She's 30. She doesn't need She's it. She's too old for a TikToker? Is <laughs> that it? No, well, Grant no. still watches it. No, there's plenty of people that are just joining TikTok that that late, late in their age. I yeah. mean, David Spade just joined like a week or a month ago. I mean, it's kind of like you have to. That's because of Bachelor in Paradise. I think you kind of have to at Good a certain point. age if you want to catch younger eyeballs. Yep. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's an advertisement to the younger generation. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. All right. Did you guys see the video this How morning? How come we haven't done the, the TikToks? Lori, we, remember why we wouldn't? Because we didn't want China to have all of her information. Oh, if that's right. If you remember correctly, right. when it first came out, I'm, right. not doing, yes. I'm not doing, I'm not doing, Hannah posts some stuff for us. And all, you can, all, but you can download the app and not sign up for accounts so you don't give them your information. I have, I have the app, but I don't have a TikTok account. I can't make TikToks. There's oh. no, so you I can watch, go watch them, them, but you don't have to be giving your information. They'll yeah. get your algorithm and see what you right. like, but they're Right. Not, you're not giving your your email and yeah, all that no, other I stuff. Yeah, no, I know that because yeah. I've watched TikTok yeah. videos. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I'm th- like, that's the beauty I don't want to do one more thing. It, it, that's basically Absolutely it. not. Yeah. I'm 100% with you. Yeah. Okay, so... We're trying you, to break the, we, the bones of we the social are, media. When we first started this job, all we had to do was talk. <laughs> it's changed so much since then. Uh, quite a bit, I'm sure. It's quite changed so much. All right, so did you guys see the video of Bold and Sassy the racehorse that bucked oh, yes. off. Okay, so it was a racehorse in Kentucky that bucked off the jockey mm-hmm. and took off. The racehorse, it was a she, escaped the track, started running down, down the, the highway, highway, a long-sized car. She wasn't hit at all, but she ran for 30 minutes at high speed, speed down yeah. multiple interstate highways. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Bold and Bossy got exhausted. And slowed down, and a veterinarian and trainers following? and an animal ambulance were following Bold and Sassy, trying to get it. And then they sedated Bold and Sassy, took her to a barn to rest. In the middle of the night, a terrible fire started in the barn what? where Bold and Sassy what? and other horses were. Mm-mm. It engulfed in flames. An unknown hero went in, freed Bold and Sassy and all these other horses. What kind of a day is Bold and Sassy having? Right. A stressful <laughs> day. But the but the footage, can you imagine driving down the interstate and all of a sudden you look to your right yeah, and there's no. I'm a watching horse it. without Jimmy a jockey. showed it I and saw- I'm like, what the heck? And he's all decked out in his no- you know, number four and Wait. that face mask, everything. He's got the eye bridle yeah, thing on. Yeah. I was like, that poor horse. That poor horse was spooked. No kidding. It, but anyway, but I, I, just, I like her name. Golden Bossy. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of someone I, I know. I, I know. Must be me. <laughs> I think it's If Lori. I was down at Canterbury and Bolden Bossy was a name, I would bet on it purely for the name. It's for a sure. great, it's a great yep. name. Mm-hmm. Maybe or, that's something that we come up with during the state I'm fair. I'm Bolden Bossy and you're Golden Glossy. Oh, hey. there we go. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Done. All right. Everybody have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.